Good evening, hey. everyone. <laughs> Did I step on you, Amelia? <laughs> That's okay. Good evening, everyone. This is Amelia Pitbull Chapman. Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with the Future podcast. I'm joined today by Angelo Maddog Decipio and Michael Murphy and Mike Messier. We have a special show with you tonight. As you saw in the beginning, we did a 10 bell uh, salute to Ole Anderson, who we lost yesterday, and Virgil, uh, as we knew in the wrestling business. Excuse my background. I'm sorry about that. Is uh, Michael Jones, who's known in real life. And the one, the main man that we're doing a show with tonight is uh, Jeff the Ref, as we all knew him, but uh, his name is Jeff Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I actually am going to turn over the show tonight to Angelo because this is a tribute show. I will take over from here, Amelia. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. You forgot one of one major player here. Mm-hmm. You introduced Mike the Movie Maker Messier. I did. You introduced and me, but you forgot the, the, the guy I've known the longest here. I said Michael Murphy. 25 years. Michael Armageddon Murphy. You didn't no, I the Armageddon you. part. Oh, <laughs> it's a wrestling show. You got to go by his gimmick name. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Armageddon Murphy. There Mike, you go. No, Mike Messier. He's Mike the movie maker. Messier <laughs> from Parts Unknown. <laughs> you know? Well, we're not going to tell how you about guys doing let, me, let me catch up with everybody. How, Murph, how you doing, brother? I'm good, Angelo. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're hearing a bit of a delay, we do have about a five-second delay with uh, Mike Murphy, uh, also known as Armageddon. Uh, he's, uh, for whatever reason, we have a, a delay. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's just the, the, the weather. Sometimes it's just the area. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we also also joined by the very first guest that Jeff the Ref and I ever had on Wrestling with the Future. Oh. Mike Messier is an actor, director, screenwriter, producer, director, um, the sometimes bagel shop employee, <laughs> the sometimes uh, mobile podcaster, author, author <laughs> as well. Yeah, I, by the way, um, if you haven't gotten a chance to read any of Mike's works, um, fight or play basketball is something really that you want to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon, at, or you can go to MikeMessier.com. Fight or play basketball is a really interesting book. It's not a wrestling book. Um, in fact, in a lot of ways, it's not even a sports book. No. Um, but it's, I like it. It's one of my favorite Messier books. Thanks, Angelo. Um, quite welcome, my friend. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, yeah, I just got back from uh, Texas, Austin, Texas. I had a short film in uh, the Austin Revolution Film Festival, so I drove out there from, from Florida to Texas and drove back. And uh, it's funny you mentioned fighter play basketball, Angelo, because you know one of the advantages of self-publishing is I've been uh, even today. I'm I'm still tweaking that book, even though it's already published. I'm going to do basically a second edition and just tighten yeah. it up a little bit. Beautiful. Um, but uh, I've been working on artwork a lot, and and since the last time I talked to you, uh, acrylics. Uh, Seeing that you're doing some kind of abstracts, a lot of yeah. like Picasso stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I've I've been having fun with that, and um, it's become kind of my new thing, just because. Um, the upside with with art, 
with visual art, Angelo, is um, mm -hmm. the lack of it's self self-contained. Basically, I can do these paintings uh, without you know hiring other people or somebody else hiring me or a publicist or you yeah. know what I mean. It's it's basically I can go to the coffee house or wherever I want and I can have my acrylic uh, markers and my canvas boards and within an hour or two I can have something done. But uh, I want to thank you and Amelia for inviting me on this tribute show with uh, you guys and Murph, uh, Jeff the ref. It's very good memories for me. Uh, when I was on your show as the first guest, I pulled over to a hotel in South Carolina, and uh, as you said when we were off the air, just the the amount of technolo technological advancements in the last five years is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but Jeff and I at the time, it's just funny because we were arguing about wrestling then, mostly about Whoa. the greatness Brother, of WWE. he was passionate. Oh, my <laughs> God, was he passionate about wrestling. Well, You're actually yeah. going see that clip tonight, Mikey, so don't tip the hat too much. <laughs> well, it's just funny because I was I was listening to some of the first episodes of you and Jeff the Ref, and one story that either was new to me or that I forgot was a 12-year-old Jeff the Ref wrote copy for the Von Erics, like like Chris and Mike and Kevin and Carrie yeah. and Fritz. And, yeah. and, I mean, that story was just so wonderful. And to me, Angelo... Uh, I was just kind of envisioning if Jeff with, was with us, what he would tell us his opinions and feelings on the Von Erich movie, The Iron Claw. Would he like it? Would he be offended that Chris right. was not in the movie? What what would Jeff's insights be? So that was a good memory that I kind of uh, rebrushed myself up with leading up to this tribute podcast. Interesting. You're going to see a picture of Jeff and the Von Erichs together. Uh, in fact, they, they made quite the big deal about him. They put him in the center of the photo, and he was seated, and they were all standing around him, like kind of the, paying homage to the king, right? Yeah. Um, I should tell everybody in the interest of full disclosure, Jeff the Ref Robinson uh, was my co-host when we began this venture called Wrestling with the Future. Before that, I had a show called Psychic in the City for a couple of years. Uh, and I was a guest on the, the show of uh, Mr. Kenny Bolin. And uh, those of you in the wrestling business, you, if, if you follow wrestling or, or are in the business, you know who Kenny Bolin is. I was a guest on Kenny Bolin's show. And Jeff the Ref Robinson happened to be watching that episode, unbeknownst to me. I got an email from him. Asking for my contact information, which, of course, I, I gave. And we spent the next three hours talking wrestling and everything under the sun from, from politics to religion to wrestling. Um, and I said, you know what? You're, you're an interesting kind of cat. Um, we might Maybe we should do something. And, you know, in that, remember his voice. He had that raspy voice. You're going to hear it tonight. He went. That would be great. I would really like that. <laughs> he got this raspy voice. You're going to hear him tonight. Um, but uh, a shout out tonight to uh, to Amy Robinson, um, Jeff's sister, and Brenda Robinson, Jeff's mom. Uh, they have been amazing, amazing people uh, in this uh, to me. Then they have, been, and I don't really know either of them from Adam. Uh, I remember waiting a few days after Jeff passed to contact his mother because 
you know, after all, uh, she just lost her son, and uh, and I didn't know what to say, and I was, you know, a, a bit nervous about it. Um, having lost a sister, I understand now what my parents went through. Um, you don't expect to lose a child, especially. See, we're supposed to bury the parents. They're not supposed to bury us, right? And so when my sister passed away, I saw what my parents went through. Uh, and so I can just imagine, and I really can imagine, what uh, Brenda Robinson went through and her, you know, her husband, her ex-husband, you know, Jeff's father, Edgar Robinson. Um, I don't know if he's still with us. Um, if he is, my condolences, sir. Uh, and if he's not, then my condolences, Brenda. Um, the interesting thing about Jeff, and if you ever watch the show on a weekly basis, I used to call Jeff Robinson the Encyclopedia Britannica of pro wrestling, the guru who knew, because I'm a guy that I will celebrate my 65th birthday this year, God willing, and, you know, and nothing else happens. And Jeff knew more in his 42 years about wrestling than I thought I ever knew. And I worked in the business and thought I knew. Okay. That's a shoot. Um, this guy was passionate as Mikey Messier will attest to. You're going to see a bit of that. Um, and you're going to, to see a little bit of Jeff's, um, the, 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 the stuff that made him tick. Um, mostly it's going to be memory lane for, from Messier and myself, because uh, Amelia, you never knew Jeff, and and Mike, you just you know Mike Murphy only knew um, Jeff, you know very peripherally. So what I would like to do, with your kind permission, is I want to show you a slideshow, um, and just keep in mind everything that you see in this slideshow, because we're going to talk about it. This was one of Jeff's best friends, Ivan Koloff, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, at the time, WWWF World Champion. He knew Ivan very well. There is Jeff with J.J. Dillon and George Pantis. Uh, George is a variable, a, a walking treasure trove of wrestling history. He owns all of the original Georgia championship wrestling tapes, as a matter of fact. Uh, they, oh, let's go back to this one. Yeah, there's Arn Anderson, J.J. Dillon, Jeff, and I don't know who the other gentleman is. I'm assuming uh, a friend of Jeff. Um, which uh, You're looking at Arn Anderson. We just lost yesterday, Ole Anderson. Um, and, and condolences to the Anderson family. We also lost today uh, Michael Virgil Jones. You remember as Virgil in WWE. And, uh, and of course, um, you know, his time in WCW as, you know, Vincent, quote unquote, Vincent. There's uh, Jeff. Oh, let's go back. This is an interesting picture. You're, th this is uh, Jeff with uh, Roddy Piper. 
and Jeff's co-worker at, at Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Now, you're going to see a woman tonight named Grimlina. Grimlina was the commissioner of Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Uh, that The night that you're looking at here, Grimlina and Jeff the Ref were part of Piper's Pit. Uh, I, I Because of time constraints, I can't play the whole story, but I'll and when we get to it, I'll tell you what happened. This is a 15-year-old Jeff the Ref Robinson with Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, Jeff, <laughs> he apparently what happened as he told it to me on the show, and I still have the clip. He said that um, they drove down to the hotel to find Ric Flair. He hadn't got there yet, so they drove to the airport. And they found him at the airport. They picked him up and gave him a ride to the building where he was going to be performing. The gentleman who drove is the, is the young man you see there with the little beard and the little goatee. Because obviously, if you look at Jeff, he, he doesn't. First of all, I don't think he has any hair at all on his face at all. Maybe, maybe a whisker starting to come out. <laughs> it's just a, right. just a baby face. Um, and that's, of course, uh, Jeff and Cesaro. This is Jeff doing what he did. He was a ref. Jeff the ref doing what he was, uh, what he was doing, refing. Of course, Jeff there with um, Scott Steiner and the security crew at Vanguard Championship Wrestling. And this is that infamous <laughs> Von Erich picture with uh, Kevin Von Erich and Kerry Von Erich surrounding Jeff. Um, of course, sitting in Fritz Von Erich's chair in Fritz's office, as I understand it. Uh, and that was because what happened is, uh, and I'll give you a little heads up about Brenda Robinson. Uh, Jeff's mom, Brenda Robinson, used to work for the 700 Club, Pat Robertson. Because uh, Pat Robertson had ties to Texas and Trinity Broadcasting, they did a, this was actually a promo spot for Trinity Broadcasting. And Jeff literally at this age wrote the commercial that they that they played on the air that's what you're looking at here this was after commercial was was finished filming and he wrote it i think he might have been maybe a, a messier maybe 12, 12 13 maybe he, he said he said when he was telling you the story that he was 12 years old yeah yeah, he was like, yeah, just a little kid. And, of course, this is um, the last one here. The last one here. Um, this was, in fact, the last picture of Jeff uh, with, a re uh, with a wrestling personality was uh, Kevin Nash. Yep. And, um, and then, of course, uh, and then we lost him. Um, Mike Messier, you have an interesting story about the night that uh, that Jeff passed because, um, you know, it's clear. And, you know, Mike, you and I knew that uh, 
Jeff was an avid WWE loyalist that he would yes. fight you tooth and nail. <laughs> yeah. And if he knew that you were at a WWE house show, NXT <laughs> in Florida, yeah. I don't know. So uh, tell me uh, your memories of that night, Mike. Well, let me go back to those photos real quick. I think the same friend in the picture with Flair is comes up later on with Arn and JJ, just 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 as a point of reference. So that must have been one of Jeff's very good running buddies because it looks like the same guy with a different haircut. Well, uh, let's see here. It I might think so. Be, um, let's see. Because um, the, the, the guy with Flair, Flair picture I'm thinking was 99. So yeah. if you look at this guy on the left with the yeah. – He's got oh, the yeah, long he hair. He kind of looks like the same guy, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And then if you get to Arn and JJ, that's probably in the 2000s at some point. Um, the, the Arn and JJ photo. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah I, same I, guy. I think that's the same guy, but mm -hmm. I, you know. So, um, but uh, what happened, yeah, Angelo, as you guy. recall? Yeah, what, what I remember is that, you know, Jeff and I were in the middle, and this was – 2019 and i think it's fair to say that wwe was in a creative slump at that point and oh, yeah, uh, yeah and they had been on maybe the second year of their multi-year deal with saudi arabia that i wasn't a fan of and blah 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 so i was very down on the wwe and at the same time we had this new group aew on the uprise and you know jeff was pretty open to watching any and all wrestling he didn't really discriminate but at the time i was very anti wwe and i just remember uh, a friend of mine came in from out of town my friend moro came from boston to florida and lo and behold wwde was doing an nxt house show you know 20 minutes from where i lived so entertaining my friend i said well my own anger be damned i'm going to go with my buddy to this nxt house show and i was thinking of jeff the whole time because this was the night that jeff passed away I, before i knew that he had passed mm -hmm. away so I, I went there thinking about jeff like man jeff's gonna throw throw it at me that i i, I broke my strike yeah. or i broke the ticket line <laughs> and i went to see wwe wow. uh yeah. so me and my friend go it wasn't a tremendous it was an okay. It was like typical of what you'd see of an NXT house show. Matt Riddle yeah. was the tag champ with Pete Dunne. And uh, Ty Conti was there before she was with AEW, before she had a baby with Sammy Guevara. So, I mean, right. this is how fast things change. Uh, basically, get home. Uh, me and my friend watched that AEW pay-per-view pay the same night. That's when John Moxley beat Chris Jericho for the AEW yep. title. And uh, we had a, a big wrestling day. We see live wrestling. We see pay-per-view wrestling. It's all very mm -hmm. exciting. And the very next uh, day, I think around 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time, I get the phone call from Angelo. And, uh, you know, we, we've we all been there. You know, any, mm -hmm. everyone watching this show has mm -hmm. gotten a phone call that you didn't want to get. Yeah. And uh, the expression out of nowhere comes to mind because there was yeah. no indication that Jeff – had any type of uh, illness or anything, at least yeah. as far as I knew. So it was shocking. It was sad. And and the story that Jeff was planning to enjoy watching the AEW wrestling show with some friends at home, uh, I could relate to that. I've had many a, a time when the guys have come over or I've gotten to somebody's house to watch wrestling, especially yeah. a pay-per-view. So it was, it was very shocking and sad. But I always think that Jeff is – you got one over on me at the end, Angela, because I went to the well, I'll tell you what happened, Mikey. Um, I spoke to Jeff 
that Saturday uh, no less than five times. And here, and it's interesting what the subject of conversation was, and it had nothing to do with wrestling. He had a friend in the car with him, and they were driving around, you know, doing whatever they, whatever business they were doing, uh, which I still don't know. But the friend that was driving him around um, was interested in what I did for a living, which, of course, everybody knows I was a practicing psychic and still am. Because uh, you can't you can't change what you're born with. It's it's oh. just there. Oh. And he called me a mi- I like easily five times that day. I spoke mm-hmm. to him. I'm, I'm, I'm my hand to God. I'm not even kidding you. And um, he was asking about what happens on the other side. And I explained as best as you know, as, be- as in terms he would understand as best I could. You know, what happens and what transpires, you know, given the limited knowledge, because, you know, I'm not dead yet. Thank you, God. I'm still here. Um, But we only know based on what people tell us who have come back. So uh, unless you experience it yourself, you just don't know. So anyway, he had, you know, after the fifth call. He had, I guess, you know, satisfactory answers. And then they were driving somewhere to get something to eat, pick up some food to watch AEW Revolution, uh, which was that night. That night, it's like the show starts at eight o'clock. I'm like 20 after eight, 25 after eight. I get a, a phone call. Um, actually, the person that called me uh, is in our chat room tonight, and he's right here. Trevron Sanford. Trey is the guy. Um, he's the one who called me. Oh, wow. And said, we lost the ref tonight. I said, what do you mean you lost the ref? Where'd he go? He said, no, he, we, we lost him. I said, oh, no. I, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't right. getting it. So, mm-hmm. And then he said, Jeff died. Oh, no. That hit me. All I saw was the room spinning. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was the most surreal thing I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that I spoke to him five times that day. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him less than an hour before this phone call. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to, I, he goes, Angie, I'm going to go. I'm going to watch the show now. Right. When you see the tape, you'll hear his voice. You'll, you'll understand. And I, and I do that, you know, you know, in the, in the most sincere way. Right. I'm just trying to, you know, to, to mimic his voice and you just, you uh-huh. can't because he had a very uh-huh. unique voice. And, and I told my wife and Anita was just, beside herself and my sister-in-law was here and she was beside herself because they both knew jeff (laughs) after the shows they used to get on skype and talk to him sometimes we used to all bullshit right right and i said uh, went into the bedroom and i said jeff died and anita said what i said jeff died he passed away he had a heart attack and died 
Now, what people did not know that I will share with you now, Jeff Robinson had um, some health issues. He had out-of-control diabetes. He had, he was substantially overweight. Um, and part of the issue was that he had some festering wounds that he was in the hospital for that were not healing up. They kept breaking open and reinfecting themselves. During the time that I knew Jeff, he was in the hospital four times. I want you to think about what I just said. Okay. I knew Jeff less than a year, about nine months, right at nine months. And he was in the hospital four times in nine months with infection after infection that, that they just could not get to go away. They would, you know, baby dress it. They would, you know, pamper it for a while, but it never, mm-hmm. never went away. So he had a couple of things going on. Uh, and that's only what he told me. And by the way, it was like pulling teeth to get that. Because Jeff was a a really, really private guy. And he didn't, you know, um, how are we going to say this? He didn't, you know, open up a lot about his private life. All right. Um, but he loved so it- talking about his sister. And he loved talking about his mother. Uh, and wrestling, of course, you know, that was a given. Uh-huh. So um, that's what happened that night. That night uh, rocked me and Mike Messier. It really rocked us to our core because, you know, and, and Mike Messier is a dear friend of mine, even though it's been some time since we spoke. We're, we're those kind of people. I think, Mike, you would agree that we could pick up right where we left off at because uh-huh. yeah. that's just how we're built. You know, Uh, because, you know, Mikey, he's all over the place and I'm all over the place, you know, and it's like we go, okay, here's here's Mikey. Here's Mad Dog. Okay, how you doing, Mike? Okay, I got to (laughs) go. So jump in for a second. Angela. Yes, uh, please do. Sure. um, And, and you know, I guess, unfortunately, but in some ways, uh, to Jeff's credit, I think Jeff's death, Jeff's uh, untimely death brought me and Angelo closer and also. Uh, a community of people uh, that came together to kind of rally around keeping the the uh, the referees circle going, Jeff the refs yeah. uh, circle podcast going, and oh yeah, and and I got to meet via this via this uh, wrestling with the future and the associated shows a lot of Jeff's friends and and what he meant to the Virginia Commonwealth wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, scene and and uh, hearing his stories with ivan koloff and and the other wrestlers and i really feel bad that i i missed on jess uh, jeff's memorial service because i think either his mom or his sister said that uh in honor of jeff they were encouraging the guests to come with their favorite wrestling t-shirt and uh i wish i was able to make that so jeff jeff was really a, a, a classy guy he was a guy um like i like i, I was just listening to you and jeff from a, one of your first episodes tonight, Angelo, and and mm-hmm. Jeff was talking about how the Nyla Rose uh, trans, transgender wrestler was really getting a break in AEW, and it's yeah. just kind of interesting. You know, sometimes we prejudge people, uh, but not Jeff, because Jeff was really 
happy that this person was having uh, success in wrestling. And, uh, you know, I, I think that Jeff was just a very warm-hearted guy. Yeah. And he, he had a passion for pro wrestling. He had a passion for his friends and his family. Oh, and, for sure. uh, you know, they, they do say that, or Billy Joel does at least, only the good die young. So, uh, you know, I, 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 Jeff packed a lot of life into his, his short time on Earth. Oh, boy, year. did he. Yeah. I'm a, on that note, and that's a great segue, Mikey. Mm -hmm. That's a great segue. I want to do something I've never done. Um, this show that we're doing tonight, Forced me to do something I haven't done since Chef passed. It forced me to watch clips of he and I together. And I cringed at some of them and I laughed at some and I cried at others. Um, I've never done this, but I want to read Jeff's obituary. Because I've never done that publicly. And in fact, I've never done it at all. But I want to do that tonight. And, and just to confirm what Mike Messier said. The how important wrestling was to this guy. Jeffrey Charles Robinson, 42, went to be with the Lord on February 29th, 2020. Tomorrow is four years to the day. We know he's enjoying the wrestling ring in the sky. He was born April 19th, 1977 at the Paul Hospital in Norfolk, Virginia to Edgar and Brenda Robinson. Jeffrey is most known for his passion for professional wrestling. As a child, Jeff's late grandpa, Donald Major, introduced him to pro wrestling. His love for wrestling never stopped, and he was a walking encyclopedia about everything wrestling. And he ain't even kidding. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. Not even bullshit in any way, shape, or form. This guy... He consumed wrestling. He devoured it. You think I'm bad? I got nothing on him. He met numerous pro wrestlers over the years throughout his life, but was most proud of meeting Ric Flair and was very grateful of his friendship with the late Ivan Koloff. When Jeff turned 18, he became an official wrestling referee for various in the wrestling circuit promotions where he is earned the nickname Jeff the Ref. Later, that love of wrestling brought him to become the head of security for Vanguard Championship Wrestling, at where he enjoyed working with everyone there. Most recently, Jeff was co-host of a podcast called Wrestling with the Future. He was so very proud of how, how much this little podcast that could was growing. He used to always say that. He used to say, and it's the little podcast that's good. And I went, and it is, brother. It is. Um, Jeffrey also enjoyed his time as a waiter. Listen to this one. He enjoyed his time as a waiter at the Cheesecake Factory, where he had the opportunity to wait on Tom Hanks, Shirley McLean, and Bruce Smith of the Washington Redskins, just to name a few. Bruce Smith liked Jeff's service so much that while Jeff was working there, he would only eat there when Jeff was working and even wrote a letter to corporate complimenting his service. Think of it. He wrote a, a letter to the corporate offices praising his, his service as a waiter. Jeff's incredible customer service skills 
Served them very well, both at the Cheesecake Factory, then at Geico Insurance, where he was a sales agent. And that is Jeff Durrett obituary. Now, I want to first of all extend thanks to Mike Kelleher um, and to Mark Hall, uh, two of Jeff's closest friends growing up as um, as a kid. Um, I want everyone to take a look at this. Uh, we were able to secure a video from Jerry the King Lawler, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, courtesy of Mike Kelleher. And I would like everybody to take a look, please. WWE Hall of Famer, Jerry the King Lawler, and I just want to say about our friend Jeff the Ref. We're all going to miss him, and uh, uh, he's a great guy, and uh, what can you say? Other than uh, we think about him and always remember Jeff the Ref. This is a show that I didn't want to do and almost didn't do, but uh, we have to. And there's lots of reasons we have to. Uh, if you have not found out by now, I'm, I'm sure mon- many of you already know, uh, my co-host, uh, Jeff Robinson, affectionately known as Jeff the Ref, the guru who knew, a man I call the Encyclopedia Britannica of pro wrestling. He passed away Saturday night and uh, suddenly, quickly, uh, as as his mother tells me, he wanted to go. Not that we were ready to lose him. Certainly not. Not at 42 years of age. Uh, this is going to be a very different kind of show tonight. I have three people here who knew Jeff probably better than anybody. And let me introduce them now. First, his childhood friend of uh, some 40 years, I believe, 39 years, 40 years, Mike, Mike Kelleher. You've known him for uh, almost 40 years. Almost 40 years, yeah. Probably probably 37, 38, something like that. And if it's possible, Mike, there's actually somebody here that knew Jeff a little longer. His name is Max Hall. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I know it's not the best of circumstances, but uh, we're going to make the best of it tonight. We will certainly make the best of it. That's why... I kind of put out a little uh, header today. Bring the Kleenex, bring the wet wipes, and bring a change of undergarments if necessary. Because the Jeff, uh, Jeff the Ref had stories and was the subject of stories. Uh, I've heard a few of them already. The only thing that completely kept me from falling apart was that he had one wicked sense of humor. There's one more guest joining us tonight. It's a woman who, uh, the only woman in the crew tonight, who worked with Jeff, often in fact, at Vanguard Championship Wrestling. You may remember her as Grimlina from the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Grimmy, how are you? Hanging in there. I hear you. All right, let's do this. Hi folks, Psychic Medium Angelo here. Welcome to the Psychic Realm Podcast Network. You know, we have a show called Psychic in the City. Well, you're not watching that show. <laughs> this is our new one. This yes. is Wrestling with the Future. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand why in a moment we call it Wrestling with the Future. Yeah. This is the show where we talk about all things entertainment, sports, 
Uh, you name it, we're going to talk about it. And the man, the guru, who knows all things sport, Jeff the Ref Robinson. How's that for an intro, Jeff? <laughs> I couldn't think any better there. Um, thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate that uh, intro. Uh, I told you he had a raspy voice. <laughs> this is the very first episode ever of Wrestling with the Future. It was he and I. Jeff was in his room looking like yesterday's news, uh, sitting on his bed. He had just got his hair cut all completely off. <laughs> Nothing left of his hair. And I was at my kitchen table thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? So take a look at this. I'm going to, and Mike Messier, you'll appreciate what's coming up. So. So, again, don't tip the hat, Mike. You watch. Uh, where would you like me to begin? I mean, like, uh, what, you know. You know, I, I called you the mountainous, fountainous, voluminous uh, uh, fountain of information. When it comes to all things uh, MMA, wrestling, uh, football, baseball, basketball, yeah. you are the sports guru. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely followed my fair share and, and, and uh, know, know a little bit of knowledge there. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean, Russell hence, is where I'm the deepest. And and hence the name Jeff the Ref Robinson. Yeah. I started out as a uh, pro wrestling referee um, on the independents. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, never, you know, can't say I ever really got in the ring and wrestled, but I mean, I've definitely been in there with any and everybody. Um <laughs> It's uh, go my career and in, in wrestling goes back twenty plus years. Um, when yeah. was your when was your first promotion? What was it and where was it? Uh, it was it was a it was a uh, local promotion uh, down in it was an independent down in North Carolina. I couldn't even tell you their name. Um, we were in a National Guard armory. Had about two hundred people there, and uh, nervous as hell. Um, you know, they tell you, okay, go out there, kid, and uh, you got, you know, you got this match, and uh, they're gonna, you know, and and here's the finish. Okay, that was now, that. Now, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm Psychic Media Angelo, joined as always by the guru who knew the Encyclopedia Britannica of pro wrestling, Jeff the Ref Robinson. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, brother? I am doing great. How are you doing, Angelo? I am amazing. Jeff, we have a really amazing A-lister tonight, a guest that not, first of all, among all of his credentials, his greatest credential is he's my friend, Rico Costantino to Wrestling With Future. Hey, thank you for hey. having me, Angelo, and nice to meet you, Ref. Hey, oh, the only thing missing are, are your sideburns, Rico. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I can't wear them on my new job. I'd love to. I grew them out, but they're, they're not dark anymore. There's no pepper to them. I mean, they're all salt. All salt. Great. No great. You guys remember Rico Costantino? He had yeah, his super mutton chop sideburns that went all the way down his face. Like he looked like Wolverine from, you know, the um, X Men. It was crazy. Check this out. Here, but gray here. Everything's yeah, but, here. 
you had a set of sideburns that would have made Luke Perry and Jason Priestley back in the 90s jealous, man. You had a set of sideburns that would have made Elvis envious. Yes, sir. Part two of our conversation, television wrestling. Mikey Messier. Look at this one, kiddo. In AEW Full Gear Fallout, I'm joined once again by my esteemed and affable co-host, lovable, luggable Jeff the Ref Robinson, and the most knowledgeable man next to Jeff that I know, Mike Movie Maker Messier. Hey, Mikey, how you doing? I'm good. Glad to be here again with uh, Jeff the Ref and Angelo, and I've put on my thinking glasses because I feel like we're going to have a thinking episode this time. Oh, man, I'm just glad to be here. It's been a crazy day for me. Whew, man, let me tell you. There you go, Mikey. How you feeling? glasses <laughs> <laughs> on. I feel left out. I don't have any. I'm going to search pair. Jeff, how you doing, pal? You had a busy day. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I did, too, by the way. I sent him a pair of fucking glasses. I've been busy, been busy, uh, you know, making contacts, making phone calls, taking care of a few things here and there, and doing hand-on ref business, if you will. Beautiful. Well, let me tell everybody that as of this morning, I've got confirmation definite for two weeks from today. We will have former WWE superstar, former American gladiator, Former Las Vegas policeman, Rico Costantino. That's a big one. That's a good one. Yeah, big guest. Welcome back, everybody. Psychic Medium Angelo here, and you are with Wrestling with the Future. I am joined, as always, by the fountain of information, the guru of pro wrestling, Jeff the Ref Robinson. How are you, Jeff? Doing great. How are you? This fountain? Uh-oh, I hear a voice in the wilderness. And that voice, ladies and gentlemen, that you see and hear, that is Sandy Manley. And you're like, well, who the hell is Sandy Manley? I well, know. you know her better by her ring name. She is Grimlina, one of the glow girls. Held this piece of information from me, you little bastard that you were the commissioner acting commissioner from 2010 to 2012 for our beloved vanguard championship wrestling in norfolk virginia let me ask you jeff yeah she she's already putting herself over like a good wrestler of course so what kind of commissioner was this woman oh well uh controversial yeah well you know what i'll say this I was on the payroll, so I'm a little bit biased towards her on that one. But uh, <laughs> no, um, honestly, she did a very good job and controversial. Yeah, she made some controversial decisions and 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 everything else. And I mean, uh, it, it led to I mean, it was a fun time that we were having right there in VCW. We were really clicking on all cylinders at that point in time. Right. And we were running two to three shows a month. And, um, you know, it, 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 it you know. I, I mean, I think, you know, which we'll go to later on, but it led to one of Grimmy's, uh, I, I mean, she's even said a career highlight for her, probably a career moment. She got to do a, a live Piper's Pit with Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, and where, uh, you know, he called her out there to the ring and she, she was there right there dead center and went word, you know, 
word for word, verbally with him, not not sparring with him, but as far as being in the ring. With Always by the guru who knew the encyclopedia. Now, I have to tell you about this clip. You see, Jeff, you see myself. Mm-hmm. In the corner, all you see is a blonde head. <laughs> that blonde head belongs to Nicola Roberts, baby doll. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened between prior to going on the air and going on the air. Because her face was front and center. It was beautiful. Suddenly, Nicola, who was where Jeff is, ended up at the bottom where Jeff was supposed to be underneath me. And all we got, Mike Messier, was baby doll's head. So check this out, and then we'll, we'll talk about some stuff when we come back. P.D. Britannica of Pro Wrestling, Jeff the Ref Robinson. Jeff, how are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing tonight, Angelo? I'm wonderful, Jeff. There's a very pretty lady joining us tonight. Have you yes, noticed sir. that? Oh, well, I would love to introduce her. She is the one, the only, the perfect 10, the very lovely Miss Nicola Roberts herself, the one and only baby doll. How are you doing tonight? Uh, very well, thank you. All right, it is a pleasure to have you coming on here tonight. And uh, I, as I was saying before we uh, took to the air, huge fan of yours um, from back in the Crockett days. You were probably a part of my very early fandom. I started watching it in 1985. And to say that I know your career would probably, I, I mean, I watched you uh, on the old world class when you were on Andre the Lady Giant coming in with Gino Hernandez. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I cried the day that you turned on Dusty. I thought that my world had been ended. In, in, you know, <laughs> my, my, little, my little nine-year-old heart was about to just erupt into a thousand pieces because my baby doll had just turned on on all of us, and I couldn't believe it. And, uh, I mean, which uh, we're going to touch on a lot of these stories tonight, but, I mean, that's just – let me put you over really quick if I can. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> like, you need to put her over. I, I mean, <laughs> so much for for the memories. You know what I mean? That you know, and and I will say this: it says a lot about her that fans still remember this lady forty years later. Yeah. Well, and, let's be honest about it. Nicola Roberts uh, was a trailblazer and a trendsetter. And uh, and created a, a model for uh, females in the business that uh, that we still see today. And, you know, when you're talking about, see, I always refer to Nicola as the original Glamazon. You know, the big beautiful woman. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, Nicola. You know, Jeff mentioned you know Andrea the Giant, and there's always been some speculation whether that was a tribute to Andre or a rib on him. So fill me in. What was the deal? I, gosh, I, I never thought it was a rib. I thought it was kind of disrespectful in a way because, I mean, there was no one else but Andre. And then to kind of take a gimmick girl situation was just, I didn't like it. And if you notice, I very seldom called myself Andrea. Hey, Russ. We're going to get to that in a second. So let's talk about, first of all, thank you very much to Mike Murphy, because were it not for Mike Murphy, 
we would not have had Baby Doll. Mike was the one that hooked me up with Baby Doll on Facebook of all places, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. That was yeah. that, that's how I got a hold of her on Facebook. Your favorite social media site. <laughs> and you know how I fucking hate Facebook. I know. <laughs> and by the way, they were not being disrespectful. The F word was one of Jeff's favorite words. <laughs> Love that word. <laughs> And used it fluently in a lot of different <laughs> vernacular. So, but Mike Murphy, thank you for that. Uh, Mike, talk to me a little bit about what you've seen so far. Um, the evolution of our podcast from the very first episode to, to what it is today. You got to be, which Mike are you talking to? Uh, Mike Murphy. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, now what I was I was asking you a question, Mike. I said a, a comment so far. Give me some commentary on on uh, the what you've seen so far as far as uh, wrestling with the future from the very first episode to where it is now. Oh, uh, wrestling with the future has grown. In leaps and bounds, uh, I, I myself had only met uh, Jeff on the show once, maybe twice. Uh, I, I didn't really, you know, know him. Uh, he seemed like a great guy. Yeah, very great guy, very knowledgeable. Uh, he actually said he knew my career, which I was like, "Wow, <laughs> okay." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he just—he just seemed very like a nice. very, very nice guy, very lovable mm-hmm. guy. Yep. He really was. He was the kind of guy that, and and Mike Messier will attest to this fact. Jeff was the kind of guy who knew about all the indies, what every indie was doing, and could and mm-hmm. and and knew what they were doing in Pennsylvania. And knew what they were doing in Texas and California and in the South and in the in the upper Northwest. He knew because he when I say to you and please understand what I mean by this. He didn't just watch wrestling. He didn't just read the 5000. I mean, literally, literally. 5,000 plus wrestling magazines that he had. But Jeff consumed wrestling. He ate it. He lived it. Mm-hmm. He shit wrestling. He showered wrestling. He, he, he literally consumed it. He devoured it. It was his life. He said to me one time, and I'll never forget this. I said, Jeff, because, and we were off air, we had just coming off the air. I said, Jeff, can I ask you a question, my friend? He said, sure. I said, why wrestling? What is it about wrestling? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, wrestling is my mistress. It's my friend. I did, I had a very lonely childhood. And, and, and I... And, you know, at that, that point, I lost it. And he continued. And he said, um, 
I had a very lonely childhood. I, I didn't have a lot, like a lot of friends. And wrestling was my lover, my friend, my confidant. It was it was what he went to. It was his go to. We we would say that in today's terms. It was his go to. That's what wrestling was to Jeff. And um, and it's just you know when you think about and Mike Messier, you and I have had this conversation a couple of times uh, during your your tenure on the show from you know throughout the, the the time that you've been with with the show that wrestling has an effect on everybody who becomes a part of it. And the key word there is it becomes a part of you. You don't become a part of it. We don't become a part of wrestling. Wrestling becomes a part of us. Right. And that's what happened with Jeff. It, be- it, it was his alter ego. You know, Jeff the ref was his alter ego, just like Mad Dog DeScipio is mine, just like, you know, Mike Movie Maker Messier is Mikey's, like Armageddon is to Mike Murphy, and the Pitbull is to Amelia. It's it's what we we live vicariously. Everybody on this show has a wrestling name. I want, yeah. Did you think about that? We all have a wrestling name here. Yeah. You know? Um well, very poignant words, Angelo, and and uh, even you could tell when Jeff was introducing uh, Nicola Roberts' baby doll, the uh, the esteem that he had for her, and when he's talking about when he's nine years old and he's watching uh, her on television turn on Dusty Rhodes, and he feels you heard what he said, my baby doll turned on all his Dusty fans. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you take it personal, and I, I and I the the background photo I put up here tonight. Um, is a picture of, of uh, Nikita Koloff, not Ivan Koloff, but that's oh, a, sure. a photograph of Nikita Koloff and Mike Rotundo uh, from mm-hmm. the Baltimore Civic Center that I took as a small child because oh, okay. uh, Jeff was a big Jim Crockett Promotions uh, fan, uh, which was JCP or the NWA Mid-Atlantic Territory. And, uh, you know, that that particular group of wrestlers at that time in the, the 80s was, and I'm sure before then too in the 70s, they really did uh, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. the Midnight Express. They all, for some reason, and it's hard to put a finger on it, but they just seemed more uh, attainable or more interactive with the fans. And they were, you they, know what it was, Mikey? What's that? And, and, and we've ta- actually talked about this not all that long ago. Yeah. Actually, they were approachable. Yes. Right. They, they were human. They were approachable. You can't approach these people today because you'll either get thrown out or beat up by security or arrested Yeah, for, for doing something, you know, as innocent as, you know, can I have an autograph? Yeah, sure. For $75, you can. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, I I can see that that young Jeff and I mean that that fi- that photograph is really poignant of of young twelve year old Jeff with Kevin and Carrie Von Eric, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming was maybe 1987 or 1988, and uh, you can just tell that this was Jeff's uh, what I like to think of wrestling as, and I related to what he said about his childhood. It's an escapism, 
it's mm-hmm. it's basically like you create this this world is already created right but each wrestling fan kind of has their own room or their own vortex into that mm-hmm. alternate universe of pro wrestling and you can put your favorite wrestlers in there and if you like wcw over the wwf or awa whatever whatever is personal to you you yeah. kind of establish your own little room and in the days before the internet when everybody was kind of fighting and bickering uh you could really feel like on an island because you'd have your stack of wrestling magazines yeah. Yeah, yeah but you'd true. probably you pretty much just go home and watch the wrestling on TV and have your stack of magazines. Mm-hmm. In yeah. today's age, it's much different than when me and Jeff and everybody else were kids, because now you have to go online and fight everybody about your opinions and play the mm-hmm. video games and stuff. But I mm-hmm. can really relate to Jeff as a wrestling fan, especially as a young fan. And mm-hmm. I'm just so happy that among other highlights of his life, you know, working with Ivan Koloff and so forth and doing this podcast. But as a, the 12-year-old Jeff got to meet the Von Erics, and not only that, got to write copy for them. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's just a, just a life. Uh, what, what a way. If, if he wasn't indoctrinated into wrestling before, that that magical day of 12 years old uh, at the Christian Broadcasting uh, Network uh, than he was at that point. Mm-hmm. That photo was taken in September of 89. Um and it was going to be used as part of a uh, an advertising promotion for the holiday season. Oh. Um, because at the time, if you remember, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling from Texas was broadcast. It was the first br- promotion broadcast around the world via satellite mm-hmm. in Israel. And that was it's a huge place for wrestling. Don't ask me why, but Israel uh, owes wrestling to the Von Erich family. Mm-hmm. And and they owe it to the, the Christian Broadcasting Network. You know, um, and invariably, you know, the, all of those religious organizations are connected anyway, in one way or another to each other. They all They all know each other, I'm sure. But Jeff was like, he was just in his, you could, he looked like King shit sitting there, you know? He was like, Kevin over here and Kerry over here and like, he's you know, like, and I some hot shit. Well, I, I got, let me just jump on that again, Angela, because if you think about it, this 12 year old wrestling fan, because mm-hmm. you know, the, the guy at the station knows, works with Jeff's mom mm-hmm. and he says, hey, your son's a wrestling fan. I need his help. He's got to write copy for the Von Erics because I don't know what to say for these guys. So this 12-year-old wrestling uh, nut, Jeff the ref, mm-hmm. is is writing copy. And as you said, mm-hmm. uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network was being satellited into Israel and however many other countries and parts of the world. So 12-year-old Jeff's words were literally <laughs> heard by millions of people back in they sure 1989. <laughs> yep. That's very they sure And then the funny thing about it, Mikey, is that I, I think you may have seen that clip where he told that story. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay, I was going to say, because I don't know if you saw the clip or you were on the show. No, I, I watched, in preparation for this tribute show, Angelo, I went back and I watched some of the early episodes of Wrestling with the Future with you and Jeff uh, in preparation for tonight. Beautiful. So that's where I, I heard the story. I want to play, this is a clip here, Mikey. It's right after... I believe it's right after the um, 
the the baby doll thing and, and probably right about here so let me put this up was just i didn't like it and if you notice i very seldom called myself andrea hey wrestling fans it's your buddy mike messier i'm here with kind of a um somber mood a, a positive mood but a reflective mood one year ago tonight in the sense a friend of mine passed away jeff the ref robinson known for the wrestling with the future podcasts along with uh, psychic host medium angelo uh jeff the ref was one of the originators of that podcast uh, so that's a story that angelo has told but i was really like the third man on the team i think in some ways because i was one of the the first couple of guests and happy to be it and uh jeff was a great guy he was in southern virginia i grew up in northern virginia probably about four hours from where jeff was uh so we had that pretty much in common also uh jeff was a huge enthusiast of ivan koloff and a good friend of ivan koloff and i thought in tribute to jeff tonight i tell a story of me seeing Ivan Koloff wrestle. Now, because we both had a lot of points and Jeff was always a very staunch defender of the business. He, he was smart and he knew when things were not right with the WWE or any other wrestling company, but he was very loyal. And I remember us going back and forth. And uh, of course I was Mike Messier, the angry wrestling fan and Jeff the ref was a staunch defender of the WWE and NXT. Oh and on February 29th, uh, 2020, there I was, and you know, I have to admit, I was in Jacksonville, Florida, at an NXT house show. You know, just uh, the, uh, what do they call it? The um, the ocean tour, the, the sunshine tour, whatever they call it. Uh, so there I was, and uh, enjoying a wrestling show, because a friend of mine was in from out of town, and I thought of Jeff the ref that night, because I said, man, if Jeff knows, when Jeff finds out I went to this NXT show, he's gonna, rub that in my face that there i was supporting the nxt and, and of course supporting wwe by even being there i saw it on social media I saw it on facebook that unbelievably jeff the ref had passed away and i remember calling angelo and uh angelo giving me the this, the, the details as far as he knew and uh, of course it's just shocking and it's just sad and uh you know you think about that and so for all the people on social media that might be watching this video or might not um, you know, the Evan Ginsburgs and the Shane McKenna's, the Frank, the Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy Faluka, Frank Todaro, all the guys that I, uh, Ray, Ray and, and all the, the guys, you know, uh, Real, all the guys that I argue wrestling with and I talk to, Havid, you know, it is a community, it is a family of wrestling fans. Wrestling with the Future is still on the Wrestling with the Future YouTube page and still available, um, I think on Spotify and other outlets. So those early wrestling with the future, late 2019, early 2000, uh, most, you know, early 2020. What else can I say? Uh, you know, it's tough when we lose friends. It certainly is, Mike Messi. It's mm -hmm. tough when you lose friends. I'll tell you, Mikey, do you remember? Oh, I did, we, we, Mikey and I have to tell the story. Oh. We did a show. It was the first show where WW. I'm going to jog your memory a little bit, Messier. Um, it was the first show where WWE went over to Saudi Arabia for the a crown jewel. Yeah, is what they had named it. Yeah, you, you're already smiling because I know where you're going with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and Jeff 
got into a knockdown drag out. Oh my God, please. (laughs) Tell everybody, I want to let you tell the story because you're, you're better at storytelling than I am. Tell everybody what happened that night. I thought I I was going to put my referee shirt on. (laughs) It, it just got heated, you know, and 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 uh, I think both Jeff and I are opinionated guys. And uh, do but, you think? <laughs> and no, but just just as a pre- precursor, at no at no time did I think um, either Jeff or I disrespect or disliked each other. It was just oh, not we were both on on opposite sides of this argument. And my argument, I think, was something to the effect of, <clears throat> you know, WWE is is bending the knee here for the money. And that they they claim to be this woman empowerment wrestling group now, and they claim you know don't be a bully, be a star with their anti-bullying tact, you know mantras and so forth. And yet yeah. they're going over to Saudi Arabia, this country that has executed more citizens in one day than any other country in the history of the world. I think seventy-three mm-hmm. people they they behead them in a very cruel and humiliating mm-hmm. way. And uh, the, the, this this country doesn't treat women as first class citizens, not even second class citizens, really. And uh, but Jeff's Jeff kind of took the stance that, hey, look, maybe this is planting seeds for a better tomorrow for these people in Saudi Arabia. Maybe maybe the the wrestling will come in and people will get inspired. And and I think, you know, the truth is probably both of those things at the same time when we look back at it. But at the time, I think that Jeff and I were both so worked up with uh, Jeff's loyalty and, and my rebellion. Yeah. I think Jeff almost walked off the show. Or was he, yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what he did. He got, he was getting ready to walk off. Oh my. He told me he went like this on the air. He went, fuck you. Oh. He, he did. He went, fuck you. I was like, Dude, what did I do? <laughs> you set this up. You set this up. <laughs> Shut up, brother. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you what. He was oh, he yeah. was an avid when 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 Mikey Messier tells you he's mm-hmm. not he's not in any way exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Jeff Robinson was an absolute staunch to the death defender. Mm-hmm. Of the WWE, they could do no wrong. I'm wondering. I'm just. I'm going to put myself in that place right now. I'm just wondering, thinking out loud here. What would Jeff think about the whole Vince McMahon? That's what I was that's going on. <laughs> that's Mikey, what do you think about that, Mike Murphy? Knowing what you've seen about Jeff Robinson on the show tonight. Having met him once, because you did meet him once. I think uh, from what I know of Jeff and what I've heard about Jeff, I think he probably would be stepping on people's necks to get to the courthouse to defend Vince McMahon. Uh, You're probably right. (laughs) You're probably more right than I would hate to admit, but you're you, and and Messier is he? He's not far off, is he? No, I th- I think Jeff would probably and 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 rightfully so kind of go to the innocent until proven guilty, which mm-hmm. is accurate. Um, yeah. I think Jeff, you know, but I think I want I would like to I do think I, I, not that I want to think, but I do think that Jeff also had a had a pretty 
strong moral values too. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh yeah. no question, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that Jeff would kind of see this stuff and he wouldn't be very pleased with WWE or spe- specifically with Vince McMahon. I think it would hurt. I think it would hurt Jeff's uh, feelings. And I think it would, it would upset Jeff. I don't think he would knowing the moral convictions and ethical type of guy that he was. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would make light of it. I don't think he'd take right. any jokes about it. I think he would kind of think, well, let's let the process he may not be uh, quick to rush to judgment like I would be, but I think he would want to see where the truth would come out. I, I think. Oh, absolutely. The I, other I, thing. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Mikey. Yeah. I think I, one thing that I, w- I was thinking about Jeff the last couple of days, and if he was with us uh, or as he, wherever he is in this wonderful world of ours, the universe mm-hmm. here, I think he would be loving the fact that Cody Rhodes has been featured so well in WWE. I think with, uh, Jeff's passion for J- Jim Crockett promotions that was dominated by Dusty Rhodes. Oh, God, seeing, absolutely. Yeah, seeing Dusty's son, Cody, you know, basically help start AEW and then come back to the WWE and basically for the last year and change be the number one babyface and going into his second WrestleMania and the fact that from what we can tell, the fans voted Cody Rhodes back into the WWE WrestleMania main event out ousting the rock you know what i mean i (laughs) think i think jeff would be all over that like he would love everything that's going on creatively oh my god mikey he'd be on that like stink on shit are you kidding me (laughs) absolutely and he he would be in his glory shouting to the mountaintops to anybody that would listen yeah amelia you are in the and i'm sorry i put you here but uh, you are in the unenviable unenviable position uh-huh. of replacing an icon like Jeff the Ref. Oh no, I'm just so grateful for him for starting this podcast because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. It, and and I can I tell you, it was really his idea. I was very content mm-hmm. for the few years before mm-hmm. that. Yeah, doing you know my psychic show, and I mm-hmm. was content with that. You know, with the psychic realm podcast and. He said, um, let's do a wrestling show. I went, really? uh, I know. <laughs> you were like, really? You want to do a wrestling show? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, like, have real conversations about fake wrestling. <laughs> you, oh, I bet you that. And he said, it's not fake. It's <laughs> choreographed. It's not fake. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. He would get, he, he had. When I tell you, and and Mike Messier knows, I'm not I'm not even bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Jeff had this visceral passion, yes, for WWE and wrestling in general, and he loved indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. He loved the big you know big time wrestling, and he even liked you know the, the what we call now outlaw promotions that weren't like promotions that weren't really promotions, right? You know. They're called outlaws. They used to love that shit. Um, you know what, Angelo? But as, uh, uh, go ahead, Mikey. One thing I can say. One thing I can say about Jeff and his love and passion for professional wrestling, and I think one of the reasons why is that wrestling affects uh, young kids at such a young age. It gets inside them is because. I want you, and I, and I was one of them, so I can say this. 
I go back to the days of Chief J. Strongbow. <laughs> uh, I go back before that, brother. <laughs> you take that kid who maybe can't run as fast, can't dribble a ball, can't jump as high, doesn't have a lot of friends, um, you know, spends a lot of time alone. And then one day he's flipping through the TV channels and he comes across now for me it was saturday afternoons he comes across professional wrestling and he's enamored by it he's in awe of it like wow look look at these guys you know you got the good guys and you got the bad guys well let me tune into this for a little bit so then they watch it well i gotta see what happens next week and then Absolutely. they tune in for the next week and next thing you know they're going out buying the wrestling magazines and uh, the action figures and the T-shirts, they've got their one wrestler. And, you know, and, and it's for those people, like I said, they get to live vicariously exactly. through their heroes that they see on the TV. Exactly, the Mike. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I'm glad that you went there because with, with Jeff, and, and like I said before, we don't get into wrestling. Wrestling gets into us. Right. With Jeff, it was introduced mm -hmm. by his grandfather, okay. and it got into him from his grandfather. Yeah. Just like I, it got into me from my uncle. Yeah. You know, I, I, I my, found I'm, it I'm, through a friend of mine, and I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Saturday afternoon. A friend of mine said, hey, man, you got to see this. And he put on Channel 17 in Philadelphia. Oh, God, yeah. Worldwide <laughs> Wrestling Federation. Yep. And I was watching Classy Freddie Blassie managing the Executioners wrestling mm -hmm. Chief J, the late Chief J Strombo and now, unfortunately, the late Billy White Wolf. For yep. the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championships. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this yeah. going, who are these guys beating the hell out of each other? And why aren't they getting arrested? Why aren't they in jail or something? And my friend had to explain it to me. And I literally sat there like, you know, like a carp. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was in love with it from that day. And, you know. Guys like yeah. Baron Von Roschka, Bob Backlund, Arnold mm -hmm. Scullin, Baby Doll, Tully Blanchard. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it was just. Sure. Yeah. You know, they, well, they I think got, Roddy Piper said it best. Yeah. It's a sickness of the mind. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. It's in the, it's an addiction of the mind, really, is what it is. Let me tell everybody yeah, yeah. that yeah. I'm going to bring Mike Messier up on the big camera here because I'm going to promote you a little bit, brother. Thank you. Um, there you go. Here's Mikey. I want to promote Mike Messier. Uh, check him out on Amazon.com, the books. That's a, a great book. from Avalon, uh, authored by Mike Messier, cover art by, um, I, I always get his name, uh, Nazar Germanoff. Yeah, Nazar Germanoff, yep. Yep, and my favorite, Mike Messier, fighter play basketball. 
Mikey, when are you going to do this movie fighter play? But you got to do. You got to make this a movie. Yeah, you know, this, it's, has it's, got, this has got like script written all over it, brother. Well, the, the interesting thing is, Angelo, it was written as a feature film screenplay first. And then during our pandemic era, I used that time to convert both of those novels, uh, Fighter Play Basketball and A Distance from Avalon. I, I converted them from screenplays into novels. Of course, mm-hmm. the screenplay versions still exist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for putting that over. But Fighter Play Basketball. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's like you said, it's it's a sports is the backdrop, but really what the story is about is a kid with a single mom who's looking for a father figure in his life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's why I yeah. said it's really, mm-hmm. you know, sports is like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the background noise, really. Right. Yeah. But it's not really a sports story. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a it's a human interest. It's a family story. It's a story in many ways, Mikey. It's a story of survival, particularly. For minorities, African Americans, Hispanics, people uh, who don't have, in many, ca- I should say, in many cases, who don't have uh, opportunity afforded to them, right. or who have opportunity taken away, you know, by yeah. the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great, uh, great story. Um, also, let uh, tell everybody. Mike Messier, MikeMessier.com. Check it out. And also check out the Avalonia Film Festival. Avalonia is Mike Messier's uh, own film festival. You can submit short features or short films or features to Mikey and uh, they'll be judged and uh, critiqued. And uh, you might win yourself a prize. Yeah, is that how it works, Mikey? You, you, you yeah, win. It's- well, you get well, like like a plaque, or you get like a you know something. What, what I, home? Yeah, it's more like I, I what I really concentrate on as far as the winning films. Thanks, Angela, for mentioning it. Avalonia Festival. I try to make a really awesome website and send the award-winning filmmakers graphics that they can share on their social media. Because yeah, in this day know. and age, you know what what they what I think what they want and what I provide is basically the. Uh, certificate that they can share online that they can show as a resume builder for their friends and family. And of course, perfect. Mm -hmm. But it's a thing where they actually do have to win because there's competitive categories. Not everybody's a winner and and plenty of great films come in that can't win because not everybody can win, but the ones that do, uh, do get the nice accreditation. And, um, and Angelo, you know, while we're doing the show, I was able to share, Mm -hmm. Uh, on my Facebook, your broadcast here, and my buddy Laza from Australia. If you Beautiful. see him in the comments, he he double shared it, so he shared well, my fantastic. share. I was going to say, in our our um our chat room tonight, we've we've only gotten to maybe I think two comments tonight, but I've got a room full of people here, like a shit ton of people in our chat. Yeah, there's um, more than two. There's more than two. If you scroll down, there's yeah. Uh, there's quite a bit of chat in our that's chat. That's Slabby. Uh, the Facebook user is my buddy uh, Lawrence Laza Johnson right. from Australia. That's that's Laza who shared it right. on his. Yeah, Nettie is uh, Nettie Slabby is from Japan. Mm-hmm. She's one of our people. See the the I have a master chat over here, Mikey. Yeah. So I can see you know all of our our mm-hmm. outlets. Yeah. All of our outlets that have chat capability. Mm-hmm. And there's right now, there's like, there's over 3,000 of them right now. 
right? Or, or close to 3,000, I should say. It's like 2,700 people in our chat. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's awesome. crazy. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. and, and so let me just say this before we do anything. I want to put everybody up over here, and I'm going to put everybody over a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Armageddon Murphy is a retired professional wrestler. Uh, it's been my friend for 25 years. Michael, thank you uh, for participating tonight. I appreciate your input here. And uh, and I brought you on here tonight because you did get us baby doll. And, uh, and that show, you made Jeff's night <laughs> that night. You don't even know, brother. Let me tell you something. That He was slobbering all over himself. <laughs> he was like <laughs> drooling all over himself. And when we got off the air, I'll share this with you now. When we got off the air, he went, she's still fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Again, MikeMessier.com is the website. Avalonia Film Festival. Fighter play basketball. Mm -hmm. A distance Mm -hmm. from Avalon. Great. Go Mm -hmm. on Amazon. Go on to MikeMessier.com. Amelia. Yes. Let me tell you something. You're no Jeff the ref, but... well, yeah, you know, but at least you don't have a gravelly voice. <laughs> but well, um, I thank this show for you, also. You, I'll tell you what, you you've taken some big shoes and you've you filled them pretty good. Well, I thank this show also for letting me meet Baby Doll as well because it let me uh, let two bullies from my childhood days go tell them say, "Ha ha, guess what?" Yeah, I got and that's funny because your her first show. At, let's talk about that. Yeah. This is what you and Jeff the ref have in common. Yeah. First time meeting their hero, Baby Doll. Yeah. Amelia is from Baby Doll's neighborhood in Texas. And they had a little girl talk about that on the show. And but but listen, we got to see the whole baby doll, not just her forehead, Mm -hmm. you know, and part of her eyelid. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um but that was a, a really interesting show. I'm glad I was able to make that happen for you. And it just happened that it was on our news feed a few days ago, a year ago on our news feed. I know. It was almost a year to the day. Isn't yeah. that funny? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I want to say something to the uh, Robinson family, to Amy, uh, to Brenda, um, Jeff's mom, Brenda Robinson, to Edgar, if you're still with us. Um uh, and to Jeff directly, because I know, brother, I know you're around because I feel you. Um, you are sorely missed, my friend. Um, you made this little podcast that could happen. Um, and it did mm-hmm. in, a, in a very big way. We are, as of Monday of this week, 100,000 downloads plus. And that's a real legit number. It's not. Sh- it's not a work number. It's a shoot. Um, if you want to talk in wrestling terms, it's a shoot for real. Um, wrestling with the future. Thanks to Amelia, she busted my chops and said, "I want to do a wrestling show." I heard that before. Came from Jeff. I want to do a wrestling show. <laughs> so see, he brought that idea to my head, and guess what? We couldn't name it anything else but wrestling with the future again. <laughs> and and Mike Messi, I I feel like you know Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> well, Angelo, put yourself over too, buddy, because you've you've been uh, steering the ship for four or five years now, and 
and uh, you know, yeah. with obstacles, yeah. with, you, with expansions, uh, getting. You, get, uh, how how many countries did you say? Was it eighty three? Eighty four countries as wow. of mm -hmm. Monday. That's awesome. Yeah, for real, straight shoot, mm -hmm. straight awesome. shoot. We've yeah. been. Um, yeah, for real. Yeah, Nettie, listen to this. Yeah, Nettie, yeah, 2,700 in the chat. Yes, mm -hmm. for real, oh. straight up. And we want to have Mikey, um, back, Mike Mike Messier back again. Uh, Mikey, I'm going to have Mike Messier back because uh, I'm going to talk to him when I get rid of you mm -hmm. two guys. No, as a um, guest. Mike and I are going to talk first. privately. Oh. Um, but before I throw everybody out of here, <laughs> Amelia, tell everyone what's coming up. I'm going to bring you up on the break camera. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's see. I know that you're going to be having a show coming up. Uh, well, we're going to do Life and Death or Life of Life, I guess, on March the 4th. We'll be talking about that. Life after death or life after life? Is it possible? Does it happen? Has it happened? Is it part of our existence? Mm -hmm. We don't know because we're still here. All right. Is, but is, people who have... Really? Gone to the great beyond and mm -hmm. were fortunate enough to come back have told mm -hmm. amazing stories and eerily similar stories mm -hmm. of life after death and life after life. Is there life beyond this? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Yeah. I, I, I would say you have to believe there is. Yeah. You can't believe that this is it. Like this can't possibly be it. Yeah. You know? And then, be something beyond us, right? What else is coming up, Mil? And then uh, Angelo Capone's gonna be joining us again, the Jerry Lewis impersonator, the country's foremost Jerry Lewis impersonator. My friend Angelo Capone, yes. uh, is remarkable. When you see him, you're gonna go, Huh? <laughs> I know, he's, how about it? he's good, he's really good. Mm -hmm. What else we got? Uh, and then I don't remember what we're gonna have uh, for March the 6th for the wrestling show. I we were talking about that, but I don't. Well, know. let's see. I'll tell you what. I it, I might have actually wrote it down because I'm, folks. I'm not real good about writing shit down. That's why I give Amelia a job to do. Um. Okay. So let me see what we have. We have uh, March the sixth. All right. What we're doing, and I, this is where I was going to talk to you off air, Mike Messier. But since you know, since we're here, I'm. I'm I'll go ahead and, and ask you here. Uh, we're going to do a show on the McMahon lawsuit on March oh, the sixth. Wow. Oh yeah. Would you Would you like to join me on that? I'm literally checking my schedule, uh, so I can. Is it Is it a nighttime thing? Seven, uh, the same time as this today. Yeah, I can. I can do March sixth. I'll write that down oh, right now. Okay, Mia, you put Mike Messi in. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, okay, we have. Um, Dan Ely and Billy Dyer coming on the show. Who are they? They uh, are part of a band called Mersey Beat. And they will be talking about their late friend, Denny Lane, and their current friend, Paul McCartney. Um, how That's a pretty famous the, band how, right there, Angelo. Yeah. Mercy oh, Beat, yeah. I've heard of them. We got, um, yeah, I got, I got a hookup to Paul McCartney. Fucking scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. But I got a hook up to, uh, to Paul McCartney. We're going to talk about the music of the late Denny Lane. Mm -hmm. He, of course, was a, an integral uh, part and co-founder of Paul mm -hmm. McCartney and Wings. And, of course, the Moody Blues. He was the founder mm -hmm. of the Moody Blues. Yes. Denny Lane passed away earlier this year. And we're going to talk about him. Mm -hmm. um, 
We are going to talk about. Um, are we going to have a uh, Princess Victoria come joining us again? Hold on, on hold on, hold on. I, I'm I'm not going there yet. Okay. We have March 11th murder mystery in Georgia. Now mm -hmm. we're going to talk about a young lady got killed in Georgia. Nobody's quite sure about what happened here. The husband sounds suspicious. He says he didn't do it. Um, the police aren't saying anything. Uh, and and eerily, nobody's really saying much about this poor woman who died under crazy, ridiculous circumstances. Yeah. Um, March 18th, we will do a tribute, a salute. And Mike Messi, I would love to have you here for this one. The life and career of the great one, Jackie Gleason. Oh, okay. Monday, March 18th, uh, we will be joined by the country's foremost Jackie Gleason tribute artist. You can see him currently playing Buford T. Justice in <laughs> Eastbound and Down, the, uh, the Smokey and the Bandit tribute. And uh, they literally go from state to state recreating the movie. Yeah. It's crazy, but they're getting crazy sellout crowds everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. um, complete with the Trans Am, the truck, and the whole bit. Mm -hmm. They literally recreate Smokey and the Bandit live. And, and uh, Jackie Gleason's character, uh, Buford T. Justice, played by Sean Bailey, is always, always the highlight of the show. Remarkable guy. Princess Victoria will be joining us again. To talk about the wrestling territories, Mike Messier, would you like to join me on that one? What date is that? March 13th, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Yeah, I can do that. Beautiful. Then we are going to talk about the anomalies in The Wizard of Oz on March the 19th. That's a Tuesday. What really happened during the filming of The Wizard of Oz? Some shady stuff went on in that mm -hmm. movie. They say there's a hanging. They say there's yeah. a murder. They say there's uh, guns and swords used in that movie. Well, and guess what? They're all right. <laughs> but where? Where to look for them? You're going to see as we dissect one of America's perennial favorites, The Wizard of Oz. That's just mm -hmm. the, yeah. the tip of the iceberg. Then we yeah, will be joined yeah. again mm -hmm. by... Gambino crime family member, member of the John Gotti family, Lou Ferranti will be here, and we will talk about the Kennedy-Hoffa connection. Mm -hmm. What play did the mafia have in the assassination of John F. Kennedy and the murder of Jimmy Hoffa? Well, Lou has the answers, and we will hear from Lou Ferranti. This guy is a walking encyclopedia of mob history. He literally wrote the book. In fact, he wrote two books, mm -hmm. volume one and volume two, Inside the American Mafia. Great books. And that's we're, that's all we're going to tell everybody for now, Amelia, because right. we don't want to get too far ahead. Oh, yeah, because we have other great shows coming up. Okay. Yes, we do. So now let me tell everybody, tomorrow is Thursday. It's the day to relax. It's our Sunday. It's mm -hmm. the day of, of rest. <laughs> it's our weekend. It's our Sunday. So on behalf of Mike, the movie maker, Messier, my friend, 
on behalf of Mike Murphy, Armageddon, and the Pitbull, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, I am Angelo, the Mad Dog, Decipio, <laughs> saying God bless, be good to each other, folks. We'll see you next week. God willing. Bye-bye.